Welcome to Behind the Design, where we journey through the creative industry. I'm Rogan Janssen, co-founder and creative director of Dash Digital. Today, we're thrilled to introduce Julian Miranda, the founders of Bar Beyond, a female-led creative studio where the language of branding is spoken through the lens of simplicity and artful design. Gaining an exclusive behind-the-scenes perspective as we openly discuss the challenges and successes of running a design studio, unveiling the determination and commitment that drive them on their journey. Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Design today. Thank you for having Thank you for inviting yeah. us. So excited. Um, maybe we can start right at the beginning. Maybe you guys could share the story behind the inception of Bar Beyond. Sure. Um, it's, a, it's an exciting story because it's a long time ago. We met a long time ago in college. I think it was the year like 2016 yeah. or so. <laughs> and we met at one of, uh, you know, one of the classes. Um, we didn't know each other and the professors um, made us do uh, group assignments. So we had to, you know, grab a few faults from the class and meet there and start a very long group project. And we fell on the same group. Honestly, like just location wise, you know, because they asked us, you should pick someone that lives closer to you. So it was it was actually rather funny because Julie didn't live as near us like we like like we were doing it by neighborhoods and she was not in my neighborhood and um she just like jumped into the group that i was because one of the girls that she already like kind of knew was in the same group so um she was like hi i'm not in the neighborhood but i can be in the study group so (laughs) and then we kind of like kick it off right there we at first we weren't really like fond of each other but then we like you know, started talking and we were both really like dumb and silly and, you know, first first years at college. And basically that, we started by being study buddies. Um, and then after yeah. that assignment, that's when we, you know, we became, of course, friends, very close. And we started doing all the project assignments together. And that that's when we we thought, hey, we work really well together. Yeah. Um, Why don't we like do this towards the end of college? We were like, why don't we do this, you know, a thing? Maybe we can start, you know, doing this for for a job. We, of course, we were like, we had a lot of illusions and expectations and we saw that a lot of studios were in pairs or in groups and we, really looked up to those studios and we were like why don't we have that aspiration we can make it and basically we just we started by making one single um you know instagram (laughs) account it was so horrible honestly i remember if we we didn't delete them we just archived the posts they are so far they are from, like, I mean definitely we were finding our identity within design <laughs> I just if I look back at it it's just it looks like someone else designed it because even like the earlier like when we really started like developing our identity, maybe we don't love it right now but it feels like us the first one they don't feel like us they feel like yeah. I don't know we're trying they have to... pastel colors like imagine yeah like, we, we don't do much color much yeah color. completely <laughs> different to where you are now yeah, no, we were trying to find, you know, our aesthetic, but but that's what that's where everything began. Actually, we were like, let's do an Instagram account. Let's put both of our, you know, school projects here and start showcasing these projects to the world. And let's see where where this ends up. And that's where the story begins. Amazing. Yeah. So from college. So straight out of college, you guys just went with it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And then your journey. So let's talk about it. Like, what has that journey been like for you guys running your own design studio together collectively? Okay, so I think that first of all, we wanted to like bring this up. We don't feel like we're 100% established. We feel that we're working towards it. But definitely, we don't feel like we're established. We're very happy and very proud of everything that we've been through. But we don't feel we're like 100% established. And we say this because sometimes you admire a lot of people and you see their work on Instagram or Behance or the webs or whatever. You think, oh, these people, they're so successful. And 
of course they, they may or may not be but also i think that it's very important to take into consideration that we're all humans we're all trying our best and you know we're not like i don't know we feel like we have a long way to go so yeah that's also very important uh we started officially per se during the pandemics we made the most of that time by posting every day on instagram which was you know fun but also very tiring and that brought in our first paid projects that weren't you know that they weren't coming from family friends or like people we knew they came from people who found us on instagram so that was very fun and honestly we're so happy and we're so proud of the people that trusted us because we were very young and uh i know we didn't have like the experience to take on very big projects and we got to take on very big projects when we were I don't know, just starting out and it made us grow a lot. It was very overwhelming, but it made us grow a lot. So we're super thankful for that, honestly. So if you don't feel established now, when will you guys feel established? What's the, what's the line in the sand that all of a sudden you wake up and you look at each other and you're like, okay, <laughs> we are now officially established. I think that's a hard question. Honestly. I honestly don't know. Um, it's an interesting question. I think our goals change throughout the years, which I think it's something that it's very important. When we first started out, we wanted to be a studio. Like, first of all, we branded ourselves as a studio, which now we don't. We're kind of rebranding ourselves in that sense as a partnership. Yeah, we're two people. We want everyone to know that we're two people, which sometimes like be very transparent there. We're two people and we collaborate a lot with other studios, designers and creatives. So. I think that maybe feeling 100% established for me, I think it'll be having a space, which for the timing, we don't since I live in Spain and Miru lives in Argentina and we have a five hour difference. I think having a space makes you feel like, you know, you're, you're in it because it also makes you feel like you have somewhere to go every day, which we, at this moment, we don't. Um, so I don't know, but I think, you know, goals change a lot. And I think that what we first started and thought that it was going to be the studio is not what we want now. So it's been really difficult since we are now living like in different parts of the world. Um, we try to stay, you know, connected for our projects and connected every day for our Instagram account or for the you know, the projects that, that we have to build and put out there. We do a bi-weekly meeting on Mondays and Fridays, and we have, you know, project management tools like Slack, Monday or Asana that helps us keep track of the projects. Um, also for, you know, getting meetings with people, we've been loving Calendly um, yeah. because we can put, you know, each of uh, the hours that we are um, available and then it connects to one single calendar. And it's great because everyone can choose and um, pick a time and date that works for them. So that's been a lifesaver. But I guess it's hard. I agree with Julie that uh, having a place, you know, a physical place to go and work every day, it's definitely, it helps out, you know, the mind because you go there, you feel like it's your own place um, you see the partner that you work with, but yeah. part of, you know, part of this rebranding that Julie mentioned that we are trying to make is because in the first years of By Beyond, we wanted to, you know, be a big studio with lots of, you know, things going on. And it's not that we strive apart from that and we don't want it, but we are more now being real in terms of she's living in Spain, I'm living in Argentina, we have a lot of time difference. And that, you know, dream of having the space, it's a little further now. Um, but we're still, it's still there. And we're still trying to make, make everything work out. And we're also trying to work out our own, you know, personal identities in the design, because we always we always were like, you know, the same thing. By Beyond was like in our own like identities and our own um, things we liked, things we don't like. Everything was merged into By Beyond. And now that we are a little bit older, we're like, 
okay, but you're you're one person, I'm another, and we have different things that we like, things that we don't like. And of course, we work together because there are a lot of similarities. And I think that's a great, you know, starting point and a great merging point for us in the work environment. But we also have an, other things that we like, other things that we do. So we're trying to discover our own personal identities within, you know, by beyond. Yeah. So that's why we're more flexible about Uh, you know, work and things we like and clients and the word established. Um, that's why we are trying to rebrand. Yeah, I also think that we try to divide the work based on what fuels you, like what you feel like doing at that time, you know, because uh, I think that maybe for some period I may like doing, maybe I like photography more. Like I've always liked photography, for example. Maybe if there there's like a campaign to shoot, like a product to shoot, like something for a portfolio that we need to shoot. Maybe I say, oh, you know what? I, I'll take this on because I like this better. You know, for right now, I want to work on this. And I think that it's very nice having that flexibility. Uh, and I think that also, you know, being just two, it made us try a lot of things and really know what we like and what we don't. Like, you know, running your own studio or partnership or whatever, it also takes other things that aren't design, you know, like project management, like uh, finance, like doing taxes, like sending out contracts, those kind of things. They build up and they take a long time on your day as well. We are trying to divide up the work in a way that both of us feel comfortable and feel happy doing. So then within the dynamics of the studio, you guys don't have a, a set kind of, no, no one's kind of set with roles and responsibilities. It's, it's, it's super flexible or are they kind of, do you guys, when you take on a branding job or a job, you know that I do the concept side and you do the rationale or how does your kind of your, your inner dynamics then work within the studio? No, I would totally say that we are flexible in that term. We, we like to be really honest about that and gentle also with ourselves, like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this, maybe you can take a look. But we do have a set kind of like, we are flexible in the roles, but we have a set working faces that we do. So for example, when we have, you know, a new branding job, um, after, you know, signing in the contract, or speaking with the client, everything, we, we set up a meeting between the both of us and we discuss about the project. Like, what do you think? What do you think about a client? What do you think about um, their feelings? What do you think about, you know, their taste? What do you, you know, everything that can come up uh, and help during the design process. After we have a long talk about it, we like to divide, you know, the project into its deliverables. For example, if it's a branded project, it usually has, you know, logo, conceptualization, color palette, typography, business cards. It depends. It varies. Um, we usually divide those in our project management tool. We divide all the assets But for conceptualization and logo, we usually, each of us works in a different, you know, thing. So we start off in the same starting point. So we both do a concept and a logo. And then we meet again. We kind of say, okay, what do you think about this? What do you think about my proposal? Let's review your proposal. We, we always like to present two um, paths to the client because we like to have at least one option that is different. And that's when our, I think our individualities come into play because we start at the same point, but we create different things. And of course it might be that like at, at one point I'm like, oh, yours is much better than mine. Let's like, let's do this for option one, which is what we feel more strongly about. And let's leave mine for option two, which is not as great as yours, but it's like an, like an Easter egg element that we have there because it's like, oh, let's look at your work. And like, I'm like, oh, it's great. And yeah. let's look at yours. And so that that part is really nice because we surprise each other with what, you know, what we make because we are not in the same place. So of course we work asynchronically. And then when we check out each other's work, it's like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. So after that, of course, we then... For the other deliverables, um, we try to see which 
which we like the most. So that's when flexibility comes in because it's like, do you want to do the social media? Do you want to do the business cards? Do you want to do? And we really value, it might seem scattered, the process, but then when we present the things, um, it's not scattered. It's like, it's all following the same concept. So that's really, it's it's a fun process. It, it kind of like take us back to the, our college times where we like were having fun and just making things. We try to have fun. That's the most important for us. Try to have fun. And ideally we don't try to push ourselves to work within something that we're not, you know, <laughs> sometimes your creative, your creativity works like that. Sometimes you're like very fueled by something and sometimes you just aren't. So honestly, sometimes it just takes like her looking at something and saying like, oh, what if you do this? And it's like, oh, like mind blowing, you know, and like it's like a whole new thing. And then maybe I can carry on with a deliverable that I, I was supposed to work on at first. But having that pass is very easy. Also, we work on Figma, which is insanely good. I was very reluctant to learn Figma. They they made us uh, learn Figma on the last project for college because it was like a UI, like an app. And they made us do it on Figma. I was like, oh, this app is so horrible. We've been working on the same apps, you know, like the whole time. Why do we have to learn like a new, well, amazing, honestly, thankfully, because it's very nice because, you know, first of all, if your computer dies, you don't lose your files because they're online. And secondly, and what I think is most important is like, everything is there. So if I do something, she sees it. I don't have to upload a file. Like if I forgot to upload the file, she's not going to see my work. Like, you know, it's on, it's there. Like we usually share that to the clients as well so they can see and they can leave comments. I don't know. We feel it's using Figma has been amazing for like working like in different places for sure. That was one of the things that, that really made it happen. I think honestly. I suppose then there's always challenges, right? It doesn't matter if you're an individual or a big agency, there's always massive amounts of challenges for, for multiple projects. Um, maybe you guys can take me through at least maybe a huge challenge that you guys have had to experience with Far Beyond and anything that you did to kind of overcome it. I, I, have, a, I have something, but I don't know if it's, it does, it's not related to a project. It's more related to us as a studio. It's a partnership per se. So I feel that uh, in terms of like, you know, the finished project, the portfolio, everything, we always compared ourselves to like big studios. Like, you know, like we know who we admire. Like we've been admired, like honestly, there are some studios that we've been admiring for a very long time. But most of those studios, we we finally ended up learning that they are big studios. Big studios who have like photographers, directors, they have, you know, a lot of like people working on like maybe to get one project out, they have 10 people or five people working on that project. And we're only two. So to do portfolio, it's like, you know, portfolio is not a paid project. So we do it because hopefully it gets a you know, it gets up more clients and also because we want to share the work that we did. But I feel like we were comparing our final projects to some of like, in terms of like, not the work itself, but how it was presented, like how well it was presented, how beautiful their photos were or how beautiful the final product was. We, we have a lot of projects that are mainly digital or a lot of projects that we don't have the final product. Like we weren't you know, Argentina is a country where it's hard to send things. Like we got sent a few things, but it's not like you can send me like a thousand, you know, boxes uh, so that I can shoot them. And shooting one is not the same as shooting, I don't know, 20, 50, you know? So like we found that we were referencing and using cam like using inspiration from people that, I mean, their works are awesome, but we weren't, we weren't there at the moment. So we had to sit down and say, okay, these are great references for the future, but these aren't great references for this project specifically because we're setting expectations way too high. And I mean, we're not going to live up to that simply because we don't have the resources of the people or the time to live up to that like 100%. And it made us feel bad. Like I would look at my project and be like, oh, you know, I would have, I would have loved to have like 20 of these boxes to be able to shoot it or like to be able to be like, yeah, but you're not, 
you know, you're not, and it's fine. You have to do with either mock-ups or like some sort of like something and like not devalue that and actually like look for more relatable, you know, solutions. So I think that was something that me personally, I struggled with, especially when portfolio building, because it's very easy to get enticed by what you can have rather than, than, you know, what you can actually achieve and set unrealistic goals, which I think it happens in, you know, like a lot of places, not just like work. Another, I would say another of one of our challenges, which is more personal, but it's the, the, the thing that we are living in two different countries and we are still trying to, you know, carry this on with a, with a lot of time difference and a lot of um, space difference. Like we, we try to put, you know, our, our work and our friendship on top of everything. But of course we have challenges because we have different lives at this point. We are living different lives. We can't um, do the thing that we did before when we were both, both living in Buenos Aires, which was, for example, let's go grab a coffee and, you know, leisure things. We can't do that anymore. So sometimes it's more difficult than others, but we try to keep, you know, our the, all the things that we did and all of the years that we put our work into this um, above it all. So, yeah, I get it. And then, for example, like, so you guys are a team of two, which makes it quite tricky for you. And you've just spoken about that. How do you guys then, you, you mentioned earlier that you guys like to collaborate and work with freelancers, other studios or potentially agencies. Yeah. How do you guys kind of manage working with external designers or studios considering, you know, difference of processes or styles or decision-making approaches? How do you guys manage all of that? Uh, first of all, we love collaborating, honestly. Uh, we feel it's one of like our key elements in our partnership. Actually, we feel that by beyond it's a partnership, like it's a collaborative partnership on its own. And in terms of like, you know, how we work, what tools, uh, timelines and styles and management, we usually like to talk it out, you know, like we know how we work and we know what works for us, but we don't know what works for you or what works for, you know, whoever we're working with. So the only way to get through that is by talking like we have a meeting and it's like okay guys this is the way we work this is how we usually do things how do you do things like let let me know how does it work for you what do you do do you do daily meetings do you do slack do you do figma do you use meet do you use zoom what's your process what does so we like to hash that out in a meeting and say okay what do you want to take away from our methods and what we want to take away from your methods and also our methods like and our way of working it's been shaped a lot by the way other studios that we work with worked I don't know I think it's just a possibility to grow and learn from others some are more experienced some aren't some are designers some aren't and I think it's very interesting definitely working with designers is I think easier because we share practices and when working with someone who's not a designer like I don't know a developer it may be harder because sometimes you need to be aware of how they work and maybe if you're not very you know if you're if you've never worked with a developer before or you don't know how their work life generally is you have to like ask you know and talk and say like okay can you walk me through what you're gonna do what you need what should I do for you what do you need for me you know like I think yeah like talking is key yeah, I think it's an evolving thing, right? Process and communication mm-hmm. and anything internally that you're working on. I take, or would love to take outside influence from people because someone else has done it for 10 years longer and you can kind of get any bit of information or nugget that can streamline your process openly and actively take it on from everyone that we work with. Definitely collaborating is a way that you grow and you learn. Uh, it may get hard, like there are some times when it's not easy but it's definitely for the best yeah and it just comes with lesson learning so as you kind of build in a studio you're making mistakes and you're continuously learning from those mistakes and you're kind of growing yeah. from them making sure you don't like repeat history and make those again um have you guys had any big learnings in the in the kind of the birth of of bar beyond and your journey so far 
Yeah, I would say what Julie mentioned before about comparing ourselves to other people, other designers, other studios. I, I think that is the most valuable lesson that we learned along the journey. And I think that that is a lesson that many designers might want to learn or might be in the process of learning because social media, it's, it's the same thing as when you're comparing yourself to a fitness model, which, you know, you're looking through Instagram and you see her like in French Polynesia and you're like, ah, oh, damn, like why, why I'm not there or why, why don't I have the, this body or why don't I have this kind of like money or lifestyle? And it's the same thing I feel with designers because you're scrolling through Instagram, you see a nice project with a lot of like video videos and photography and the, the, you know, the deliverables look great. They have great, you know, business cards and the paper feels excellent, like high quality. Even on Instagram, they feel like, wow, damn. And you're like, why don't my projects look like this? And then you just have to kind of like see where you're at in life at the moment, I feel, because you're like, okay. I value, you know, my skills and I feel like I do great things because life is about, you know, empowering yourself, but also, you know, knowing that maybe you're, you don't have the budget to do that kind of like production for a project and that's okay. It doesn't make your project less valuable because we're not that yet. We can be in the future, but we're fairly young now and that's what we also wanted to you know, talk about here because a lot of people are like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I like I can give you some tips and tricks, but I'm also in the learning process and I'm also, you know, trying to make it as anyone here. So, yeah, I think it's it's about transparency. And I think from the outside in, it's completely different. And I was talking to someone last week about it who runs a really successful design studio. And, you know, from the outside, you go, they're doing amazingly. They're just executing everything perfectly. They must just have dream jobs lined up. And you don't really realize until you chat to the people that everyone's got their issues and their kind of their problems internally, or maybe things aren't what they look like. Yeah, because for me, from the outside, when you look at your work, it looks beautifully executed, curated beautifully. And I'm sure there's other people looking at your guys' work saying the same thing, right? So everyone's just at a different part of their journey. Um, and everyone, I suppose, mm -hmm. is, is further yeah. along or, or not. But from the outside in, it can always look completely different to the people that are internally. Yeah. So I think you most probably harder on yourselves than anyone would know yeah. from the outside. Yeah. That's why we love the opportunity to come and talk here, because we wanted to make you know clear that we're we we're still in the learning process and we're very flattered that uh a lot of people come and say hey i love your work and that's great because we love their work too it's yeah. like oh i love your work but it's like we we don't have any everything figured out um and we're still in the learning process so one valuable lesson would be don't compare yourself to others in any areas of life it's nice to like use it for inspiration But it's important to know where the inspiration ends and where the comparison starts and not be harsh on yourself. I don't think it's easy, honestly. Like, uh, even if we say it here, it's, we're still working on it. Like, sometimes it still happens and you still feel bad. It's like, why? Why am I, why am I, why am I not that person? But it takes time, I guess. Yeah, and that's awesome that you guys are coming on to the show and being as open as you are because it's really nice for everyone else to get an understanding that, that it's, it's not perfect. And everyone's learning yeah. and everyone goes through some, like, some kind of self-sabotage with their work or <laughs> something where you look at it and you're just like, why can't we get it to that level? But people must understand yeah. like it's, it, everyone is thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we are. And then, so you guys, so we speak about it quite a lot. So you guys are living across the world from in, each other. You know, you're both founders, which makes your life quite dynamic. There's a, I think you said a five-hour time difference between you two. Yeah. Five in summer, like European summer, four in the winter. It's it's yeah. half a work day essentially, right? So what is your kind of maybe you can work walk us through like a day in the life of each of you? Do you guys shift your time zones accordingly so you match as much as possible? Or does one get up way earlier or how does it look? I think it really depends and I think it's really flexible based on the projects that we're taking on. 
if our project is mainly based in Argentina and we need to have meetings with a client in that time zone, then I'll probably stay up later. Like just, you know, like maybe meetings at 8, 9 p.m. Just to make it easier on the others, because if I'm the odd one out, why am I not going to, you know, organize myself to meet with the others? But on a daily basis, we work on our own timeline. I work nine to five, like here, and we meet uh, twice a week, as we said before. But it's not like we sync our time, like our working times, which I also think is good because it's fun sometimes to wake up and you feel like you open Figma. It's like, oh, a lot of work has been done. It looks like my sleeping time was very, you know, fruitful. So I think that's also fun. I don't know. For clients, it's also good sometimes because you have like a very wide uh, time frame to speak to either one of us. Like at least someone's going to reply. If it's European time, then I'll be here. But if it's in Argentina, then she'll be there. You know, like we have, I think the time difference makes that easier, which I think that's good as well. But I think our our day-to-days vary a lot based on the projects that we're working on. Yeah, but that's really nice then as well. <laughs> because, I mean, you get creative spurts at different times. And if it means you guys can be flexible, then for that exact reason, one can do something and the other one can work while the other one's sleeping. So you're nearly like a 24-hour yeah. design studio, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I mean, I think it's fine, but I think that there are people that would take advantage of that. Like it's sending you mess. If you're in European time, and you're sending messages at like 12 p.m. It's like like 12 a.m. Sorry, like 11 p.m. It's like like maybe someone replies because Miro is still working. But, you know, it's still kind of like not cool. So it's hard to draw that Yeah, line. it's a very interesting, you know, thing that Julie said there because it's really hard to put boundaries uh, sometimes when... Because they, everyone knows about this. We, when we have an ongoing project, a client knows that we are based in Argentina, in Spain. We are basically online 24-7. That's very hard for us to like draw the line and say, okay, I'm not going to reply you know, past six in the afternoon. It's about, it's about having the right clients. And I know you can't pick your clients. Uh, or if you are in the situation that you're picking all your clients in, that's fantastic and congratulations. But for you guys then... Do you cherry pick clients or how do you guys find clients? You know, I, th- I feel like every client has a specific need and they have something interesting going on. Um, but we don't we don't pick clients. We don't have one way of like having clients come to us. But I would say that um, putting our work out there, like building a social media presence helped tremendously. Basically, that's where all our our clients came uh, and like got in contact with us um, from our Instagram account. Um, it's very, it's a very, you know, tiring thing to hear. Put yourself uh, out there, put your work out there. But for us, it definitely helped and it worked that way. We tried a couple of platforms, you know, we, we tried Contra, we tried, well, Behance as well, but we didn't stick to anything in particular because it nothing really worked for us as Instagram. Another bunch of our clients, I would say, came from, you know, recommendations from maybe other clients, maybe friends and family. And also another bunch came from collaborating with other studios. You know, other studios came to us and they say, we have this project. We want to work with you guys in this project because we need a helping hand. And yeah, basically that's, we we don't stick to anything, but I would say putting our work out there, especially in social media, is the thing that worked for us. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think that... um, for example, in terms of collaborations, we met a few designers along, you know, like personally, if, if we had like in person, you know, if we had the chance, we reached out to a few studios. I was in Buenos Aires from November to February. So I said, okay, let's try and meet designers for real, like in person. So we selected maybe four and we reached out and we met and it was really fun. And that ended up leading to a collaboration that we're super happy with. And it was very interesting because it was a studio that 
we, I mean, we've been admiring for a while now. And it was really funny because I thought they were at least five or 10 people. And it was just two. There are a couple. And it was so fun. Like when we met, it was like, oh my God, it's still only you guys. And also they lived like, I don't know, 10 blocks from where my family lives, like where I lived my whole life before before moving here. So it was so weird. I was like, it's insane, you know, um, which also like kind of going back on what we said before. It's the expectations that we had or on them, for example, saying, oh, these people, there are a lot. And no, they were only two. And they take their time, like the way they work. They taught us a lot of things. It was really, I mean, they have more experience than we do. They are all older than us. So I think those kind of things are really valuable to us as well. Yeah, there's no real oh. right answer. It's like this continuous amount of kind of um, uploading work or like word of mouth. And word of mouth is most probably one of the bigger ones because you do a good job people naturally speak about it and then you land up within their network getting other work but social media gives you that massive reach and then proactively looking and engaging with other kind of partnerships or studios or individuals is a massive thing for you to be able to kind of get into the into the door yeah here in valencia i met up with a few designers as well and it was really interesting because i also had high expectations about them and I thought you know you guys you must have like a lot of work all the time and they were like no we don't and it's cool and it was so nice you know you get to meet like the real person behind the studio and you get to you know they're just like us they're just normal people working like I, I don't know I think that social media sets you up to compare yourself to things that aren't even real And I think it may happen to others about us as well. Like you may look at us and think, oh, these people, they have it all together and we don't. And I think it's really interesting because when you start engaging and actually knowing the person behind the studio, the brand, the partnership, the collaboration, you start realizing how it actually is. And I think that's really valuable. I mean, yeah, I really appreciate that. Do you think that will have a negative or positive effect on young designers? I think a negative like, I think, I, I, I mean, I, at least I personally, I think that it seems unreachable when you're just starting out. Also, I think that a lot of people struggle to find their first clients, which I think are the hardest to find. And also your college projects, which are the only things that you have, they look very college. It happened to us as well. And I think if you compare your college project to uh, brand identity uh, studio did for uh, Adidas. Of, of course, it's not going to be the same, you know? So I think, yeah, comparison is not easy at all. But actually, our college projects were the ones that got, there, like, that got us our first ever client. But we didn't post them as we did them on, you know, for university. We actually redesigned <laughs> most of them. I mean, I think it's also very important to be happy with the final result, no matter how well it does on social media, because it's so random. The things that did the best on social media are the ones I hate the most. Like my boyfriend, he he was doing something for college that had like some 3D things. So I made a post that was called Forms Exploration. It was like... It was taking off. He recorded something. It was. It's our best performing post ever on our yeah. Instagram account. It's like from 2020, I think, and it's still like, it still gets, it still gets likes and notifications, and I'm like, what, what, what is going on? Uh, it's horrible. Like, I mean, it's it's, not, it's okay. It's not bad. It's just it's funny. But it's not. It's not a work. I mean, it has. We did things that were much more meaningful, you know, that had a concept behind it. That was just me playing with some random graphics that I found. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think those kind of things, you, should, you shouldn't take it too hard on yourself because sometimes you feel like it's going to do awesome and it does not. So it's about, yeah. it's about pulling the expectations apart, right? So if you're really happy with, yeah. with the work, then you shouldn't really care about maybe the kind of the reception that it gets by the audience or yeah. the public, because if you chuffed with it, and I know we, I'm personally like a bit of a perfectionist. So if we're happy with an output, 
we should be happy with the output and, and not chasing likes or chasing shares. Yeah. But it is funny. Sometimes mm-hmm. you would always post something that you think is just going to be a quick post and it just poof, explodes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what about I the post that. that we spent like three weeks doing? Like, like we did that reel that took us days and it got like hardly any likes. So it is, it's, <laughs> yeah. you can't, uh, yeah, I can't keep up, but it is, it's the name of the game. Is there maybe a project, so we're speaking about forms, was not your favorite project, but it clearly was your audience's favorite project. But is there a particular project from your guys' past that holds a, a special place um, in your heart? Or could you share maybe like why it, it holds such a special place for you guys? Yeah, we do have one. And we are both, we love that uh, we are both in the same page about this one. Um, uh, it's called Chai Boy. That's our biggest project. We haven't had the chance to building that project to be a part of our portfolio yet because it's so big. It has so, so many different aspects to it, um, that we want to really sit down and build it. And maybe it's the, it's the only project that we ever talked about that we want to go in a in a contest with that project we we want to like see if that project does well and get us an award or something because it's really meaningful to us let's start from from scratch it was 2020 the you know july it was pandemic at its most like we were all locked out in our homes and we um as we mentioned before we were starting you know social media we were doing really well we were getting our first clients and um we were approached by two young um guys from texas united states they they dm'd us on our on instagram on our by beyond account and they were hey guys we have you know a project about tea do you want to meet up and we tell you a little bit more about it they told us the story about chai boy and it was, they wanted to reshape uh, how, the way we see tea. And they wanted to introduce tea to nightlife and to a very, you know, luxurious lifestyle. And they wanted to elevate the concept of tea and strive it away from, you know, the mindfulness or the yoga or the, you know, very like, well-being of tea and making it more as a lifestyle nighttime as well they wanted it to take the tea away from daytime and bring it into nightlife you know they came with us uh to us uh with a logo they already had the logo that another studio developed we just uh fixed a few little things about it but not much Uh, but what they wanted was to like really set the tone for the brand and we were like oh okay that's that's great let's let's have a look and see what we can do and what we really made was like they really loved our work at the time and the style of the branding that they wanted was really really um on tone with what we made so it was like the perfect storm and that's when we created Chai Boy as a brand, they really trusted us to make everything about their brand because they give it a go with the branding, they loved it. And then we carried on with the packaging, social media. We did like four um, shootings, like photography shootings with models. And we really learned a lot in the process and they trusted us to do so. So that's why Chai Boy really holds a special place in our hearts. They had a lot of great ideas and we really kind of like had a collaborative process back and forth between us designers and they, uh, that they were the the owners of the brand. So that's a really nice uh, project. It's interesting that you guys brought up that project because I think that is most probably one of my favorite of yours as well. I think for anyone who hasn't seen it, they should go look at it because it was beautiful. Um, I think all the way, all the way to the execution of the social media for that client. I think I follow Chai Boy now on Instagram, <laughs> just because I just enjoy their designs. And I could, I, I imagine that you guys have set all those templates up for them or doing their creative. But I mean, their account is really beautiful, and it is a nice concept as well. It does. It makes tea 
look interesting and cool and different and it makes it feel a little bit more curated rather than your normal flowers and bright colors and stuff it's a little bit more in in line with what i like it doesn't like when we did mood boards it was really hard because like there was no direct inspiration that we could draw from that came from the food industry so it was really interesting like we were drawing for inspiration from like architects we were drawing inspiration from fashion houses or like you know anything but a food industry which was i don't know it was, i guess it was fun it was honestly we were so happy and very thankful that we got the opportunity to do everything <laughs> from eye directions scouting models shooting editing video and photo uh social media i don't know everything honestly from start to finish yeah, but that's great because you've got full control as well. So you can actually like really kind of yeah. take it from like the birth of the idea to from maybe you've got the logo, but be able to take it all the way into the execution. You can art direct the photo shoots. You're not just getting given a bunch of artwork that you have to shift and yeah. make work. You can really guide the art direction throughout. So when you do get those projects, I think that's why you most probably find the deliverable, the end result is so high because you guys have been there from the beginning. So from the beginning, you've been directing it and guiding it and getting it to where it needs to be. If you could choose your dream client, what and who would that be and why? I think that changed a lot, at least for me. I think this is very personal as well. I think that it changed a lot. I've always wanted to work with architects, interior designers or industrial designers. I think those are like main fields I'd love to work on. Uh, and now I'm kind of you know drawing more toward like someone that I respect like a brand mission statement that I honestly respect like a sustainable brand maybe a like I don't know uh, I don't know someone that has uh, something that aligns more with my personal vision of sustainability not just greenwashing um, but yeah me personally we we really our main you know contact point would be architects, designers, maybe photographers, people that we really value, you know, the, the, our same industry for, for some reason. Like we really feel it's, it's very curated and we have a lot of room between like designers, architects, photographers. We have a, a way of understanding, you know, ourselves that it's a very collaborative and retroactive process. Uh, we had the chance to work with architects in the past and it's uh, like really fun because it's like I have this vision, I have this vision. So it's it's uh, different representations of design. So I feel like in that sense, we have that kind of like base dream clients. But as Julie said, she she at the moment has more like the dream of working with someone that aligns with her personal values, like sustainability. And for me, I would say at the moment, I would like to give it a go in like UX UI design for a little while, for a few months now. Um, I would I would love to like have the chance to work full on on maybe an app. Yeah, I think as people yeah. evolve and I think the way in which society has moved, people are a lot more driven towards like purpose-driven brands or brands that are way more transparent or something. So rather than the likes of naming a big client, people are very much more choosing like dream clients as, as people that are aligned with exactly what you said, right? Their values, their purpose, yeah. or maybe there's a difference where it's more about the guiding of what you want to do. So the client becomes dependent yeah. on where you want to go rather than you know, a dream client, like back in the day, you could just mention the big corporates yeah. and then you're like, that's who I want to work for. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. it does, and it does change because I suppose as you get older, your values change or your interests or what you want to learn kind of evolve. So it's never kind of a defined yeah. answer. That's where growth comes, you know, you change, you learn. It doesn't mean what you wanted before, it's less valuable. It just means that now it's different. So, yeah. Awesome. What's the future look like for Bar Beyond? What are you guys, are you just going to play and go and see how it goes? Or, or what do you envision for the future for, for your guys' studio? Yeah, interesting question. Um, on one hand, I would say we don't really know. We don't know what the future holds on for us. On the other hand, I would say we, ha we have a few talks about, I, I also want to, you know, move abroad. We also want to 
maybe keep learning. We have talked about doing a master's degree, uh, maybe together, the possibility. We don't know. Uh, we want to keep learning, that's for sure. We want to keep uh, building our skill set. Um, for the time being, I would say things uh, will look kind of like what we're seeing right now, which is working remotely and building, you know, our portfolio, building, keep working with clients. Um, but yeah, also also working on ourselves, on our on our own personal identities. That's that's a thing we're working on. No, I think I agree 100%. I also think that we see how it goes. Like, I think that a lot of things happen and you can plan it. Like, I did plan moving here, but not that much, honestly, because I didn't know I moved right after the pandemic. So I really didn't know if I was going to be able to or not, or what was that, what was that going to look like, whether I was going to like it here or not. So I think it's very uncertain. Like, you come with certain expectations. Like I came here with certain expectations and some they lived up to, some they didn't. Uh, so I think it, it's very, I'm very flexible to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, having fun, I guess, is like the one thing that I don't want to lose and experimenting. Yeah, well, nothing's wrong with that. I mean, you can plan, you can only plan so much. So much, yeah. I'm a planner, though, but I, I'm slowly learning that 100%. Yeah, you can control. Yeah. Only, you can only control so much until it's out of your control. Yeah. So just ride with it and have fun and learn along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think for me, I thank you so much for joining us and, and, and being part of yeah. this kind of the series. I think I mentioned it earlier, the idea that you guys were so open and honest and kind of like took us behind the scenes of, of a little bit more about you guys and some of your your issues or concerns or where you guys are as a studio, I think it's really nice to know rather than that front we've been talking about. It's really great to see, you know, even behind, yeah. behind, you know, these, these areas that you guys are unhappy with certain things and these areas where you guys are maybe um, like, I don't know, unsure about certain things. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. Thank yeah. you for having us. It was great, great yeah. talking with you and so also great putting ourselves out there and, <laughs> letting people know that we're not perfect <laughs> that's for sure yeah 100 percent. awesome well thanks guys um yeah that was great i really enjoyed our conversation and i hope you guys got some value out of it i definitely did and i think it was really insightful so i appreciate it and that concludes an exciting episode of behind the design if you're eager to delve deeper into the world of digital design and catch up on our conversations with inspiring creatives Just search for Behind the Design on your favorite podcast platform. For a closer look at today's content, including artwork and relevant links, visit our website at dashdigital.studio forward slash behind the design. Keep an eye on future episodes by following us on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Rogan Janssen, and I look forward to catching up with you soon for more insightful conversations with creative industry founders, artists, and thought-provoking individuals.